This is the Cajun Strong Style Podcast. 1037 The Game's exclusive pro wrestling podcast. Making his way to the podcasting ring. Hailing from the heart of Cajun country. It's me. It's me. It's the world famous CD. Let's ring the bell and get this party started off right. Hey, welcome everyone to the Cajun Strong Style Podcast, 1037 The Game's exclusive pro wrestling podcast. It's WrestleMania week, and it's the midway point. Let's get right down to Brass Tax, episode 49, and it's time to get some WrestleMania predictions in. Such a massive episode. We needed two former members of the old 20 by 20 Programs podcast to span it all. And we're going to go ahead and get this thing started right now, not waste any of your precious time. CD's going to test his expertise and predictions against someone who's running in and invading the podcast zone. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. And, of course, the first combatant inside the run-in segment, that is our guy, Alan Michael, Brain Buster Radio and former compadre, co-host of the 20 by 20 programs podcast may it rest in the podcasting heaven that is the 1037 game podcast archives alan what's good brother don't forget this is the xfl show clint it's still alive just it just like <laughs> kane we saw last yes. night at the hall of fame still alive still summoning fire albeit as a mayor in a, a town in tennessee or a county I, was, I always forget. I was going to say the XFL is a lot like the Fiend. And no matter how many times you think it's dead, it keeps coming back. Yeah, that's true. But the XFL is going to be more like Kane because it's going to last a long time. Yes. Clint. But this is all about WrestleMania right now. And I just cannot wait. We had the Hall of Fame last night in front of thousands of digital faces, but none of the actual uh, workers or wrestlers or anybody affiliated with WWE. Very bizarre I'm hoping NXT night one is a little bit more exciting than what we saw for the Hall of Fame. Although, respect to everybody who was inducted. Oh, it was absolutely amazing just to see it, everything. What was your favorite inductee from last night? Oh, Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam getting real spiritual. Loved it. Uh, I can only imagine what it would have been like if it was actually a live show with a, and a live speech. And he was able to maybe invite some friends and family like maybe Sabu. In the crowd, I was hoping we'd get Matt Riddle talking about RVD's influence on his career, but it was really good. Molly Holly also tweeted out her full speech, which I thought was really cool, and it was a lot better than what they aired, but a different kind of WWE Hall of Fame for a different day and age that we're living in. No doubt, no doubt, but it was really cool to see two Hall of Fame classes inducted into one night. May we never do that again, because I think if you did that live, this thing would be like an eight-hour slog fest. Thankfully, it was about it was a relatively brisk what four hours it was yeah it, went, it flew by and also i could have i i you know me i would have enjoyed a longer ceremony where we actually you know respected and paid tribute to the legacy inductees which i would argue were better than the other inductees when you're talking about dick the bruiser going in i mean come on but I digress. What I mean, are we getting at here, Clint? Are we talking NXT, WrestleMania, AEW has Mike Tyson to, to combat night one? I mean, we got a lot going on. we got a lot going on. We'll save the AEW Dynamite talk for tomorrow's podcast because, again, it's a massive week of pro wrestling, and we, we're giving you all of it over the course of okay. this week. Let's go ahead and start things off. Instead of Before we get to the main card, what are your thoughts on Peacock? I know we're almost a month in to its launch, and now the WWE Network stateside has gone the way of the Alan Michaels show, and that thing is off into the big wrestling world, big wrestling ring in the sky. What are your thoughts on Peacock about a month in? Yeah, it's it's a very different from the WWE Network, and of course you're always going to be upset when a, a giant, the greatest library ever ever put together uh, of wrestling. Online, it basically has been bulldozed, and now they got to piece it all back together. But I'm not going to, you know, jump the gun and say it's the worst thing ever. I'm enjoying that it's forcing me to switch from Amazon Fire Stick, which Peacock is not on, to some more modern technology, better technology. Uh, I'm also excited that now I can flip between watching, you know, wrestling, and then maybe if I want to watch the SNL channel that streams all day long, it's easier. Or access, Bob Ross. But 
Yeah, Bob Ross channels there too, but you know, I'll be watching WWE Network nonstop. Uh, it's okay. Uh, it's easy enough to navigate. Uh, just wish they would have been able to bring all the great stuff that was on the WWE Network from the library over, but that's a process, I guess, that's going to be underway for a while. It's like the Philadelphia Sixers, Allen, 76ers, excuse me. You got to trust the process. Let's get started with the card with the tag team turmoil match where the winning team is going to be in the women's tag team title match on Sunday, which we'll get to with our other cohort, Cody Shoots, in a little bit. But let's get to it. Naomi and Lana taking on Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus the Riot Squad and Natalia and Tamina. How do you see this one going? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely polling for the Riot Squad here. I'm Riot Squad all, all day, all, all the time, mostly because of Ruby Riot. Huge fan of hers. Tons of respect for Natty and Tamina. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke were looking great, but I feel like they've fallen off. Naomi just wins. All she does is win. WrestleMania. So I'm betting on Naomi along with Lana to win this match because she's just one of the best WrestleMania competitors, especially in the women's division, but I'd say even overall. But I don't think anybody wants the match worse than, than Natty and Tamina, but I am picking Naomi and Lana to pull out the victory. And then Lana's going to get a showdown with Nia Jax at WrestleMania, one of the best feuds going in WWE over the past year. Are you just rooting for Lana simply because of the fact that her name is an anagram for Alan? That that is is it is she's is it she's Anala Anal That's backwards. But I'm saying you get uh, yeah, anagrams when you mix all the letters together. Oh, when you mix it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Da, da, da. No, I'm not rooting for her as much as I'm rooting for. <laughs> I mean, Lana is the best. Like Lana number on, one on Brainbuster Radio. I'm kind of leaning more Naomi and Lana, but I think the other question is, because this popped up earlier this week about what the card could look like, because rumors were Carmella and Billy Kate were on a graphic that was later deleted by the by the WWE. Do Carmella and Billy Kate get added to the contest? I mean, that would be a makeshift tag team, and I would uh, love to see Billy Kay involved in WrestleMania somehow, but it's crazy to think about who's not on this card. This card's ridiculously huge, but still Bailey's not on the card. figures like Carmella, like uh, uh, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, and probably most notably, notably Bailey. I mean, all they have to do is show up and then they're on the card. That's how WrestleMania goes. But I'm still either way thinking Naomi and Lana win this one. Naomi's too damn good at WrestleMania, Quinn. Oh, she absolutely crushes it every single time. And, of course, let's get to the steel cage match. Shane McMahon, Braun Strowman. Feels like it's Big Show, Shane McMahon, 20 years later. First off, does Shane McMahon hit the coast-to-coast in the cage? No. I think he's going to come up short. He might even get caught by Braun Strowman, a man who, don't forget, beat Goldberg a year ago. And yep. this, this guy, he's had some issues health-wise, but I think Braun's picking steam back up, especially thanks to his choo-choo sound effect <laughs> that he gets, which really get him excited, I think, in his matches. Uh, it's going to be fun to see him do the choo-choo train within the steel cage, though. I'm interested to see how Shane McMahon plans on outsmarting Braun in such a confined space. But you're right. Which way did he go? Uh-huh, uh-huh, is a little bit better than Braun. Shane yeah. McMahon, all these years later, still making fun of uh, people without as, as much opportunity scholastically as he had. What a jerk. Let's go Braun Strowman. you gotta, you got to go Braun Strowman. I think he's going to win the match, and hopefully he doesn't prove Shane McMahon right. Because I was thinking about it, like, right when I saw his announcement, Steel Cage, I sat there, I was like, are they really going to go ahead and do the same thing they did to Kevin Owens a few years ago where Braun lost the match because he threw Kevin Owens off the top of the cage? That could happen. It's, happ- it's happened Please before no. it's a good finish. But I, I, don't, I think Braun's going to win, and I'm rooting hard for him because I like his new look. He dresses like a big, badass gardener. And that's what we're all about here in our household. I don't know if I told you, Miss Elizabeth is her new gardening gimmick. It's really taken Brainbuster Radio by storm, Clint. And gardening's where it's at in the wrestling world. We need more gardener gimmicks. And Braun Strowman's here to represent. Just bring it back to the old school with all the different occupational gimmicks. Miss yes, Elizabeth, exactly. bring it back. Like, like, exactly. Get those zinnias looking good, Braun. Springs here. <laughs> I'm wondering what kind of like, what you would call that gimmick because obviously Duke the Dumpster Drozzy springs to mind. What would that be? The hypo- hypothetical 
Gardner gimmick? I, I Charlie Gardner. Braun the Gardner Strowman. His last name, Gardner, is a last yeah. name. So just give him the – or just call him the Gardner. Gardner number one and Gardner number two if you want to have a tag team. That's what that's what you got to do. Or Robert Plant and see if you could get away with uh, get, not getting sued by the, one of the greatest front men of all time. All right, talk right now. Alan Michael, host of Brain Buster Radio. This is the XFL, a 20 by 20 programs podcast reunion here on Cajun Strong Style. Let's move on to the Raw Tag Team Championship. The New oh, oh, oh. Day take on AJ Styles and the massive, colossal, almost. I mean, this is, um, as, as far as night one goes, the match I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, because, well, the match I'm looking forward to overall, I, you, see, you'll get Cody to talk about night two, which has all the better matches. Three words, Nigerian drum fight. What is a Nigerian drum fight? Match. I'm excited about that one. But this tag match is great because we do get the debut of a, what, nearly eight-foot-tall yeah. mammoth named Amos, Omos. I, I mean, we, we could say his name however we want. Yeah. The fact is he's the biggest man on the card, and... It's an attraction to get to see this guy finally debut and compete, not just help AJ Styles win from the outside. And he's getting to compete against arguably the greatest tag team of all time. And we're talking about the New Day with Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, excuse me, Xavier Woods representing the New Day with with gold, Big E representing the New Day with gold. This could be... I think it, an even better uh, WrestleMania than Kofi Mania was for the New Day because a victory over the phenomenal AJ Styles and his personal Colossus would be a huge notch on those Mortal Kombat belts for Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. And then not to mention Big E doing his thing in the Nigerian drum fight. I'm looking forward to it. Trouble in paradise, eight feet into the sky on almost, and then they're going to finish him off with one of their patented double-team moves AJ Styles will be nowhere in sight in the new day. Will retain their Raw Tag Team Championships. You know, I kind of am leaning more on the opposite side of things. I think we see almost kind of get the win almost single-handedly for his tag team. It just feels like that's the way it's going to go. I mean, we've seen him in the limited doses. He's just absolutely one of those dominant guys that we've seen. I can't wait for WrestleMania 38 when we see Almost and Shaq face off because I mean Shaq's shown himself to be one hell of a wrestler over in that other promotion. I got to go with the heels winning here. I don't know about that. We've seen AJ Styles lose a lot lately, but also don't forget that the great Kali went into the Hall of Fame last night, and that, I think that's a swerve. He wasn't actually in India accepting virtually. I think he was just trying to hide the fact that he's going to maybe show up and go nose to nose with Almost after the match. I'm just appreciative that the Hall of Fame went subtitles with Craig Kali's induction because I cannot understand. I, I, he was going in and out of in, like English and Indian. It was like, what's going on? Like, which language is he, is he speaking now? He goes in between. He's, yeah. he's he's bilingual, trilingual, first Indian world champion, a Hall of Fame famer to boot, the great Kali forever, just like the British Bulldogs forever and Ozzy Osbourne forever. Forever Where 100 years. Next? This, this, this freaking card is, as I go through it, I highly recommend this, Clint. You're yeah. getting ready for WrestleMania. Look at the visual graphics of the card. Yes. You don't have the moving match cards anymore, Clint. But even if you just look at the, the match title cards for each one, it gets you super excited for all of these contests. I'm disappointed that we don't have the moving graphics anymore. I mean, they teased us with it for a little bit. And now we can't have any fun with it. We can't be putting green light over the moving graphics. I mean, we saw AJ Styles. You talked about the New Day match. How about Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston emulating Shawn Michaels with the, uh, the moving graphics? It's too good. I love it. I, I hope they bring it back. WWE will take notice, but it will probably be a few months too late, and it will not be cool anymore. But, hey. I'm hoping for it. And also, here's to maybe Saliva being on a pay-per-view this this year as well. I know Xavier Woods pushing hard for that. I can't wait for it. This match, it might steal the show. Let's see what yeah. the New Day could do with AJ Styles in the ring. This in-ring 
just absolutely five-star capable people. Then you throw in a Colossus. What more could you ask for for a WrestleMania tag team title match? Let's flip it over. Cesaro, Seth Rollins, the king of drip. I know you hate him, the man from Davenport, Iowa, but Cesaro, Seth Rollins, that should be a banger. Worst, worst city of all time. Worst, worst suits of all time. This guy Rollins wearing them on SmackDown, making me want to puke, looking like someone puked all over him. Nobody on night one of WrestleMania is a bigger Cesaro fan than Alan Michael. Friend of the program. I'm rooting so hard for Cesaro. Friend of the Alan Michael show. Friend of 1037 The Game. A, a man who is out to make history for himself. First singles match ever at a WrestleMania for Cesaro. A former winner of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. A guy who's won tag team championships at WrestleMania. This guy has been on the stage, but never in this spot against someone who's won all these championships, albeit, you know, screwing people over and cheating and really sullying the good name of WrestleMania. But now we have someone who's, who's a good person, a good wrestler, and someone I think we all can root for going up against an absolute piece of human dog crap in Seth Rollins. Everybody needs to be rooting for Cesaro. Everybody needs, if you love 1037 the game, you better be rooting for Cesaro. And let's, let, let, the, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it right now. This guy's going to get swung no less than 69 times, Clint. <laughs> nice. For me, I hate to say it, but the king of swinging is going to fall to the king of the drip in Seth Rollins, but it's going to be one hell of a contest. Probably going to be match of the night from night number one. Let's flip it over to the tag team match. That everybody's waiting for. Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, taking on The Miz and John Morrison. How do you see this one going? I mean, m- matches built on respect are always are always tough to call. When, because are, are these guys even going out to win the match on Bad Bunny and Damian Priest's side? Or are they going to teach a lesson to The Miz and John Morrison? Miz and John Morrison had this thing set up perfectly. It was going to be a a double Grand Slam winner against a guy in his first match who is a singer-songwriter. And instead, they beat the hell out of him on Raw, I think hastily, and now got duped into a tag team match against probably the sexiest badass to hit WWE since the big dog Roman Reigns. And I'm talking about Damian Priest. Have you seen what this guy does in hot tubs yes. with ladies after big victories? Can you imagine what he'll be doing in the hot tub after he wins with Bad Bunny, a guy who's got all the hookups to the fanciest clubs, the fanciest champagne, and also the fanciest ladies of the evening. I mean, they're going to be Who hanging out. what kind of party? They're going to hang out on that boat all weekend, Alan. You know they're going to be hanging out at Raymond James Stadium in that boat on Sunday just celebrating till the final bell rings. I definitely think Bad Bunny is going to pin the Miz. I'll throw that little bonus out there for me because I think it's absolutely – and I think he's going to put together one hell of a performance probably at the same level as Pat McAfee because the dude's been working extremely hard in the ring. Whoa. Bold. You think he's going to have a Pat McAfee-level performance yes. in the ring? Yes. I mean, he's been working hard in the performance center. He isn't like a jabroni going ahead and just going in, going in dry. I think he'll absolutely – put on a really good performance. He has guys like the Miz and John Morrison who definitely can work well with him. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm excited for the match, no doubt, Clint. That's high high bar you're putting up there for Bad Bunny to hop over. Pat McAfee, I would say arguably the greatest since Lawrence Taylor debut for a former pro athlete in WWE in a WWE ring. Bad Bunny is a musician, not a pro athlete, and not from Western Pennsylvania like Pat McAfee, but he is internationally known, and he is definitely bringing the pomp and the circumstance and the glitz and the glamour you need for a WrestleMania. So I appreciate Bad Bunny. And anyone trying to trash talk talk my main man, Bad Bunny, just know he's got Damian Priest on his side, and he's got Alan Michael on his side. I'm rooting for those two all the way. SmackDown Women's Championship the penultimate match on the card. Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. Should this be the main event in your mind? I'm glad you asked me that, and the answer is yes. This should be the main event. Why? Because Bianca Belair won the Royal Rumble, but also because this is the biggest match on the card for night one. This match has been built up, and I've been anticipating it longer 
than Lashley and Drew McIntyre. And this match, I think, has two, one surefire Hall of Famer in Sasha Banks and someone who I think is the only person on the roster currently that could one day overcome Charlotte Flair as the greatest women's wrestler ever and Bianca Belair just because of her physical gifts and her swag, her talent, and her badass gear that she puts together herself when she goes to the ring. So you have these two kind of personalities in the match for these stakes. This should be the last match on the card, no doubt. It's going to, I mean, if you, if you could say the main event steals the show, it's going to be the best thing at WrestleMania on night one, no doubt to me, in my mind. So, yes, I put it last. And as far as the actual match, I mean, what a perfect matchup. You've got Sasha Banks, who is just tenacious and, and knows every trick in the book. And I think... She doesn't cheat enough, but if she figures out a way to pull one over Bianca Belair, use that experience, she's got the upper hand in that regard. But Sasha Banks against someone as athletic yeah. as Bianca Belair, I don't know if she, she'll be able to keep up. Will she? She's done it with Charlotte Flair, but I think Bianca Belair might even have an extra gear Charlotte doesn't have in terms of speed, Clint. So it's a tough one to call. I flip it in the air, and for me it lands on Bianca Belair because of big momentum. I got to go with the EST of WWE as well. I don't think this is the main event in my mind. I think it's simply because like the feud just it, it's lost a lot of its steam over the last month or so. So for me, the main event is going to be Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. For me, I got Bobby Lashley retaining. Where are you going on this one? You you have the Almighty Era continuing. Yes, I I, mean, I, I, I want to see this thing continue. How does it continue? We've got we had the hurt business just broke up, Clint. That's all anybody can talk it about. Didn't it, 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 it didn't break up. It didn't break up. MVP's still with them. They're looking for new applicants. The hurt business is still alive. It's just splintering off. You still got the main pieces around. Well, you. I mean, so you're saying this is like a reboot? They're going to rebuild around the franchise player in last. Yes. that's what you think MVP is going to do. Yes, I mean you but, have but to. But this is like this is then if like the Steelers went into the Super Bowl with only Ben Roethlisberger and they didn't have any sort of defense, any sort of offensive line, no Willie Parker, no Heinz Ward. I mean, even Big Ben might have not overcome those odds, and I don't think Bobby Lashley's going to. I, I, I think MVP's losing it here. That firm is totally collapsing. Hurt business will be no more after they get claymored to death by Drew McIntyre who's going to cap off one of the craziest years I think anyone's ever had when it comes to the WWE Championship in terms of winning it big, losing it, but still having the absolute just cojones to never lose sight, never fall off, never slip down that mountain too far. He's right back in this spot, and I think he's going to come out with the championship. I got Drew McIntyre winning it, but I can't believe you said it. Sasha Banks and Bianca fell off to you. It started off, they were cordial, they were cool, they had respect, they were a tag team for a uh, minute, and then it just went into slapping and disrespect and the most annoying laugh in WWE and Bianca Belair needing to prove herself even after winning the Royal Rumble. That's what this is all about, WrestleMania, baby. This is like HBK and and Bret Hart all over again to me. Alan, can't think enough, my man. We'll talk to you down the road. Enjoy WrestleMania, brother. I will. And you know what? Cody Shoots gets the better night of WrestleMania to talk about it, but I'll let him have it. I'm going to sit back and listen, and you keep killing it here, Cajun Strong style. Before we get Cody Shoots on the show, we got to kind of get down to brass tacks about what's kind of leading into WrestleMania. Because it's not like past, you know, pre-WrestleMania shows like the SmackDown Go Home Show. It is far from your ordinary Go Home Show. No, this go-round, they're actually doing something really cool with some actual stakes. It feels like it's the WrestleMania before WrestleMania Nights 1 and 2, with two of the big highlights being Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defending their SmackDown Tag Team titles against the Street Profits, Ray and Dominic Mysterio, then Chad Gable and Otis. And you also have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, I love the fact they're doing this, for one, because of the fact that, you know, you don't want to overload. Even though this card is pretty stacked, I feel like it, it just fits pretty darn well. Because you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches on night one. 
Then you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches. Uh, you had a 14 match car, which is typically what kind of WrestleMania lands on. But it's a over the course of two nights, I think seven matches per card. That could be about a three hour event for both nights. That is perfectly fine by me. So if you want to move the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royalty WrestleMania week on the SmackDown before, perfectly fine by me, especially if they want to continue doing the two-day WrestleMania. Because, again, imagine having, hypothetically speaking, of course, you have Monday Night Raw, NXT, then you have two nights of NXT TakeOver on Wednesday and Thursday. Friday night, you've got SmackDown. Saturday, WrestleMania, day one and day two. That winds up being seven straight days or eight straight days of eight, nine days straight of WWE programming and propaganda. So tell me you wouldn't love to see this like two night event keep going. Cause I, I, I mentioned this a couple years ago, well before, you know, COVID-19 kind of threw a wrench at everything. And I felt like that was the direction the company was going to wind up having to go is to switch things up, change it up. And they did. And I love what they've done as of late with this whole thing. So I'm all the way here for it. Can't wait to see what's going to be going on involving the show of shows this Saturday and Sunday, but it all kind of gets revved up on the SmackDown before mania show. It's not like some of the past, like back whenever it was on my network TV in like 2009, where they didn't give two, you know what? And basically the go home show was, Oh, hey, here's some footage from WrestleMania fan access. No, this is going to be a full bleeping show. I love the fact they're doing it because think about it. It had always been treated almost like an afterthought, especially when it was on Friday nights, the day before, you know, WrestleMania weekend gets started. I think you do a Friday night SmackDown and you do something like this, people are going to be a lot more interested. And I like the way they're putting it together where you got a tag team titles on the line. It doesn't quite feel mania ish, but it's a good start. It's a good appetizer before the main course. That's what this entire week has been. Really good apps, but we get the main course this weekend. And for me, just some quick picks. I think we'll see Street Profits win the SmackDown Tag Team titles on Friday night. And then we also have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. A lot of different people involved. I wouldn't be surprised if King Corbin wins. Does this even matter? That's kind of my whole thing on this. But, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how this is all going to go down. And hopefully King Corbin doesn't win because he doesn't deserve to win anything. And like I said on Tuesday's pod, I think he should be repackaged and they basically... Have him spend some time away to drop the king gimmick. <laughs> CB's going to test his expertise and predictions against someone who's running in and invading the podcast zone. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. I promised a reunion, and that's exactly what I'm doing for you right now with the Cajun Strong Style podcast. We are having a full-blown 20 by 20 progress podcast reunion, one of the late great podcasts in the world. Because I, I know podcast heaven is just filled with all kinds of podcasts that kind of reach that expiration. But we're bringing the band back together for hopefully one show only. And the other half of that is on the other side of the hotline. And, of course, that's our guy, Cody Shoots, one of the other members of the old 20 by 20 had Alan on. He, first off, he's extremely jealous of you actually being able to talk about WrestleMania 37, night number two. Whoopsh. Finally, Cody has come back. Pause for dramatic effect. Home. <laughs> Clint, what is up, man? It's awesome to be back talking wrestling uh, with people that are actually going to listen. Usually I just sit on my couch and uh, I talk to myself. I give myself all my opinions. And typically I agree with myself. <laughs> it's awesome to be back. Alan Michael, uh, I'm going to have to text him after this and give him a hard time. Because, you know, you saved the best for last. Night 2 is the best night of WrestleMania. So, of course, you would talk to me for Night 2. Not that, you know, nothing against Alan. Love Alan. Great guy. Great guy. But uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's alive now. Right he's alive now, guys. He's he is alive. He is he is back. He is no longer a uh, pastor. Damn, I forgot about that gimmick. Well done. <laughs> well done. I forgot how Michael died. That's hilarious. No, he, he died in kayfabe. It is Easter time. He has risen, Alan Michael. He is back with us. But no, night two of WrestleMania, dude. I'm super stoked. Super super excited about it, and uh, I can't wait to make some predictions with you. Chop it up. 
All right, chat me up. What are your overall thoughts on Peacock about a month in? Because there's definitely a little bit of a divisive group between, you know, people who are upset about the fact they're they're taking certain scenes out of the shows and all this other stuff. What are your overall thoughts on Peacock a month in? Okay. Um, before I before I tell you my long-winded story about my biggest complaint about Peacock, I will address what you said about certain scenes from uh, wrestling uh, history, I guess we'll put it that way. Uh, we all know what we're talking about, things that are insensitive, things that are blatantly racist, stuff like that. I mean, obviously that's not cool. There's two, two ways to go about doing this for me if you're, if you're Peacock, DC Universal. Um, you can do what they're doing and remove everything, and you can't fault a company for wanting to do that. Um, yeah, you know, I guess I'll listen to an argument for it's the history of wrestling. You got to, you know, blah, blah, blah. But uh, you can either do what they're doing now or you can add kind of similar to what Disney Plus has done with some of their, you know, Simpsons cartoons. There's movies that aren't exactly family friendly on Disney Plus. You know, you add a little flag or a tag at the at the beginning of each show that, hey, some of the things in this show may be viewed as insensitive, blah, 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 you know, viewer, you know, discretion is advised, whatever. So, you know, those are basically your two options. Uh but the way Peacock has decided to go about it is just remove them completely. You know what? That, that's that's fine with me. I, I don't I don't have a major complaint there. For me, it's like I, I'm okay with some of the stuff they're doing. Obviously, you know the the Vince McMahon thing from 2005 that needed to go. Maybe maybe you should have put the disclaimer on WrestleMania. I mean, it's just more the fact they were actually spent like all this time like. They're having somebody comb over 17,000 hours of wrestling. I feel sorry for the intern because I could bet you all the yeah. money in my pocket right now that they are not a wrestling fan. No, I, I do not envy that guy at all. I mean, I can't even begin to guess the hundreds of thousands of hours that he has to go through or she, whoever. Does. Yeah, I, I do not envy that guy. But as far as Peacock goes, my biggest complaint, right, here it is. Because other than, other than this one complaint I'm about to lay on you, I'm okay with it. I have no problem with this being the new WWE Network. It's a little cheaper. You know, I guess we'll see how WrestleMania goes. If things go really bad for WrestleMania streaming-wise, then, of course, I'll have a problem. But uh, my biggest complaint is NBC Universal, Peacock, right? They're owned by Comcast. Comcast and Amazon. Apparently, Comcast and Amazon, they hate each other. So I had to go out to the store and buy a brand-new 65-inch Clint. I wish there was a 69-inch. I know you're going to give me a hard Damn time it. about it. I'm so mad now. Best Buy, Best Buy did not offer a 69-inch TV, but I got the 65-inch TV because I had to go out and get a Roku smart TV. It, it, Amazon, Comcast do not get along. If you try to stream or try to download the Peacock TV app on any sort of Amazon device, Fire Stick, Amazon TV, whatever you've got, you cannot download it. The only way to get the Peacock app on an Amazon device is to download all these extra crazy apps to bypass the app store they have on there to download. It's just, it's ridiculous things you've got to do in order to stream Peacock on Amazon. So I went out and had to buy a whole brand new TV with a Roku streaming service on there just to make sure I could have Peacock with no problems for WrestleMania. So my biggest complaint is that Amazon and Comcast need to get their stuff together you yeah. get it straight because I think I can't be the only wrestling fan out there that's bothered by the fact that you can't watch it on an Amazon device. Well, I think there's a lot of other things that they're complaining about. I mean, right now you've got, as we're taping this, NXT TakeOver Stand to Deliver Night 1's going on, and apparently people who are watching the simulcast on Peacock, it's about 30 seconds behind from what we're seeing on actual television. So that's going to be a slight issue. Yeah, that is a bit of an issue. I've got actually a uh, stand to deliver recording on DVR right now, so I'm going to pop in after we're done talking and go throw that on. But uh, yeah, oh, same here. That's, yeah, that that 30 second delay. You know, I mean, you deal with live radio all the time. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a delay. There's really not too too much you can do about that. But I do understand some people are going to complain, and I mean, you can't please everybody. But a 30 second delay, if you're asking me personally, that really wouldn't bother me that much. Just pro tip, don't watch a Cultaholic, like, watch along, because they'll be ahead since they still have the network. Right, right, right. You got you to gotta watch who you're uh, trying to stream the show with. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Cody. Let's get things started off with going back to night one in order to figure out how night two is going to go. Let's get to the tag team turmoil match. I'm going to go ahead and call like I did on the Tuesday pod. didn't do this with Alan just because I didn't think he'd necessarily like it all that much. But let's start off with the tag team turmoil match. Here's my team names. Team Total Divas, Naomi and Lana, and the Blonde Fit Chicks team of Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. 
No, no, no. Sexy muscle friends. I like that one better. I like that one better. <laughs> and, and then obviously there's an actual team in here. Somehow, some way, there's actually women's wrestling that has a tag team on the main roster. The Riot Squad, or as I'm going to call them, the the Riot Girls. We're going to take one T out, put like five R's, and then ten Z's, and that's that's their thing. And, that's perfect. I mean, that's perfect. It's either the Riot or the Hot Topic Chicks, something, yeah. whichever is less offensive. <laughs> but, but I think I think the Riot Girls just works a lot better. And then the last one, Natalia and Tamina, or as I'm going to call it, second generation and bitter, because that's just exactly what it feels like to me. But by the way, that's talking smack has been like a million times better with Paul Heyman. Am I wrong? Uh, you're not wrong. I don't. I'll admit I don't necessarily watch talking smack every week, but I do catch like the clips on YouTube or on uh, Twitter or whatever. And Paul Heyman, anything Paul Heyman touches, I don't want to say it turns me cold, but especially when it comes to a promo based show like Talking Smack. Paul Heyman, it doesn't really get better than that. I love it. Let's kind of get into that match itself. Who do you have yeah. winning that? Okay. To me here, this is this one's pretty cut and dry. This is pretty simple. It's between two teams. It's between Lana and Naomi. They seem to have the most storyline behind them as far as against the actual women's tag team champion. So it's either going to be Lana and Naomi or the Riot Squad. And the reason I bring up the Riot Squad is because, like you mentioned, this is the only actual team in this match. Every other group in this kind of thrown together. Maybe they've been wrestling together for a few weeks now, but they're not a legitimate tag team like the Riot Squad is. So if it's between Lana and Naomi and the Riot Squad, I am going to go with the Riot Squad. Yes, Lana and Naomi might make more sense because of the storyline, but I'm going to go with the Riot Squad because they're an, they're an actual team and I have high, high hopes now, granted, it's not exactly what I think is going to happen, but it's what I want to happen. I want the Riot Squad to win, go on to night two, and even if they don't win the belts there, they will at least get some kind of bump, some kind of push, because they're a legitimate team. I think they work really well together. They're extremely unique. Look at all the teams in that turmoil match. They are the Riot Squad, undoubtedly the most unique out of all of them. I think they should win. Hopefully they do, and they'll get some kind of rub and maybe see themselves bump up the card a little bit yeah. after WrestleMania and Maybe this next year, 2021, will be the Riot Squad's year. That's what I'm hoping for. All right. For me, I'm going Lana and Naomi. So because, in fact, I think they'll win the women's tag team titles. Reginald's going to get involved in some kind of way. You know he is. He's right, every match he's right, in right, now. Right. It's like, And you know that's something that's going to cause the Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax thing to come to an end. And then they're going to start feuding with each other. So for me, I'm going with Lana and Naomi. Yeah. One, to kind of tie up the nice little bow of Lana finally like, getting more of a comeuppance on Nia after the whole, you know, whole, I said whole, listen to me, the entire, you know, <laughs> tables match that ended, at, that that was the same match, right? Because it feels like, again, like the yeah. last year, things have like blended together, but that was the match where she said my hole, right? Exactly. Yeah, she went for the leg drop on the apron and said, oh, my hole, and then got shoved into a table outside the ring. <laughs> One of the best finishes of all time. But let's, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, bad. for me, I think Lana and Naomi do wind up women, winning the women's tag team titles in the match on night two. So you're thinking uh, Nia and Shane is going to retain, right? Exactly, Clint. I, I just think, even though I went through my whole deal, I want the Riot Squad to have a great year coming up. That doesn't mean they necessarily need to win at WrestleMania. I think getting that match, having a good showing, and then to me, I think this is a no-brainer. It doesn't really matter who wins on night one. I think Nia and Shayna have to win at night two just because they've been so extremely dominant against every team. Over the last like two months, every storyline that Nia and Shane have been in has had something to do with either the women's champion on Raw or the women's champion on SmackDown. They've been at the top of the card for a couple of months now. I think having some random team, especially a team that, let's say, Lana and Naomi do, especially a team that isn't exactly uh, known for being a tag team together, to have yeah. them go to WrestleMania and win, I just think that would be a little crazy. So I think, to me, you got to have Shayna and Nia win here just because they've been so dominant here recently. They really have, and I, I just I just feel like they've done a great run, but at the end of the day, it's time for them to break up. Because, again, I mean, you bring up the fact it's like, you know, Lana Noom, all these other people that are involved in the tag team turmoil, they're not, like, a true team. I mean, Nia and Shayna started off as kind of that odd couple, and they just really started winning. It was a lot like what we saw yeah. with Friends of the Program, the bar. We'll get to one half of the bar just right. a little bit, but I I feel like that's the direction they're going to go going forward. And and, and I can't. I, it's hard to argue with that because you could because that's a fair argument. Nia and Shayna were that team uh, until now. They're you know an established 
unit pair together. So we'll, we'll see how it exactly plays out. But, you know, to me, I think Nia and Shane are retained, at least for now. And either way, we get a good Shane and Nia feud out of this somewhere down the line, whether it's sooner or later. They are going to go at each other, and that ought to be a pretty good feud as well. All right, United States Championship match. Riddle taking on Sheamus, defending his title. Before we get to the match itself, do we see Riddle and RVD be involved in a backstage segment together? They have to be, Clint. They have to be. I mean, Matt Riddle, his entire gimmick is stoner. You know, it's it's what he does. It's everything. And they've been really pouring it on thick here. I mean, just laying it on heavy with grinding and breaking down his competition for smoking them in the ring and, and all this. And the New Day being way too high because of Omos and all that. Like, they've just been going so hard and heavy with it. And then you've got RVD going into the Hall of Fame earlier this week. To me, it's a no-brainer. It's WrestleMania. You want to break out all the stars that you've got. And if RVD's already in town, why not have him show up at yep. least backstage and have, have them do some kind of little spot together? I think that would be absolutely hilarious. And I'm hoping for it. you got my hopes up now, Clint, because that's what I want to see. All right. Now, now let's, let's get to the real question. What the hell is up with the birds? Because, I mean, you bring up the stoner <laughs> persona, but it's like, what the hell? Like, like I, don't, I don't get it at all. I can't make the connection yet either, Clint. If there is a joke there, maybe it's an inside joke. Maybe it's one of those that maybe only only the wrestling guys. Maybe the boys get it. It's for the boys or something. I don't know because I mean, it makes no sense. Like the only thing I can think of is the fact that it's all like like colors of the rainbow. I mean, so I presume it's a homage to NBC Universal and the deal with Peacock. I guess. <laughs> you know, and uh, you're bringing up colors. If they're gonna do. Uh, birds for Matt Riddle know yeah. of all different colors. They they should at least be colors of like the Rasta flag or something. That well, would make a little more sense. To me, I, I, think. Mean, I mean, also it shouldn't be like twenty birds. It should, should just be three, right? Yeah, I mean, or three or maybe six. Maybe you know, two of each color or something. But yeah, just have what seems like an instant amount of, of CGI doves. I think they are. If we're going to try to get you know birds specific, yeah. I think they're doves. And, and who knows where they come from? I don't get the joke. Uh, the, the I don't think anybody does. Yeah, the commentator's just like, whoa, look how awesome Byron Saxton does his thing, and he sells them terribly. And I, I just, I don't know, I don't get it, but uh, it, it's pretty funny, I guess. It makes me chuckle. I mean, it's almost like going back about three years ago, I was like, this is immediately what I thought when I saw that for the first time. Like, they are really going back to the Shinsuke rock star gimmick from like 2018, right? <laughs> yeah. Just have the, the sparkles and everything all just, around. Just all the, gra- all the graphics. Oh man, yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I'm, it's fine. It is what it is. Uh, I, hopefully, he has a great entrance at Mania. I hope he's got him got a, his scooter and he's just like scooting all the way down the entrance ramp and doing tricks. Like that'd be that'd be really fun. <laughs> or, or do like do like a Triple H level entrance, but on a scooter. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. I'm not gonna lie. I would love to see that. <laughs> so who you got winning here? Because I, I feel like it's gonna be friend of the program, Sheamus getting it done. I think we're going to agree on this one, Clint. Uh, as much as I love Matt Riddle, he's he's a highlight for me. I know some people don't care for him, but I think he's great. He's hilarious. He makes me laugh just about every time he's on TV. Uh, he's also amazing in the ring. I'll put it to you this way. Even though I think Sheamus is going to win this match, these two guys are going to beat the hell out of each other. Uh, we all know that uh, WWE has banned thigh slapping uh, here over the last couple of weeks. No more slapping your thigh. These two guys aren't going to need to slap the thigh at all. They are just going to beat the hell out of each other. It's going to be a great match. Uh, by the time it's all said and done, I think both of these guys are going to find a way to get themselves over. But when it is over, Sheamus will be ha- will have the United States Championship once again around his waist. That should be an absolute just stiff as hell kind of fight because obviously Matt R- excuse me Riddle. I'm so it's so hard not to call him Matt Riddle. Right? It really is. I'm, I maybe even called him Matt Riddle while I was talking yeah. and just didn't notice. But screw it, he's Matt Riddle. We all know who Yeah, exactly. About. But he, I mean, he's an MMA fighter, so you know these two are going to bring the hard-hitting stuff. Meanwhile, not so hard-hitting, but still going to be a hell of an entertaining fight. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, these two are destined to fight forever. And, of course, somehow, some way, they managed to muck this up with Logan Paul. <laughs> like, first of all, what the like, Why is Logan Paul involved? Like, I... If they put Logan Paul in the WWE Hall of Fame after this, I'm like, no, 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 no that is that that is unacceptable. You don't even that's blasphemy just to bring that up. Yes, uh, Clint, I watch a lot of YouTube. Uh, you watch a lot of YouTube. We know this about each other. Uh, have you ever seen a Logan Paul video? No, I've never watched one. Never. Yeah. 
I've always exactly. seen like photos of I've it. Never seen he's logo. doing I have, controversial stuff. I have stuff. no idea what he's. Yeah, I have no idea what he's doing there. I have no idea what what his uh, you know um, personality is like. I don't know anything about Logan Paul. He just kind of stood there on SmackDown. Uh, he didn't really do anything. Um, what I'm hoping happens is, regardless of who wins the match, I really hope Kevin Owens hits Logan Paul with a stunner. That would be great. I think that would be amazing. And since it's WrestleMania, we talked about RVD. Let's keep rolling the stars out. And let's have Stone Cold come and hit Logan Paul with a stunner as well. If that happens, I'll yeah. be very happy. But as far as the match itself goes, uh, Kevin Owens is my favorite wrestler active right now. John Cena, greatest of all time. We all know this. But Kevin Owens right now, current active wrestler, is my favorite guy. It's super hard for me to pick against him. I really can't do it. So I'm going to be pulling for Kevin Owens. I want Kevin Owens to win, but Samson has been doing incredible. This is some of the best work Sami Zayn has done in years. I think it's it's entertaining as hell. He's so committed to the character. You just believe everything he says. So either way this match goes, I'm extremely happy. But Kevin Owens is my guy. I got to go with KO. KO wins. And I'll up the ante on him, uh, the Logan Paul stuff, because I want to see Kevin Owens jump off of the top of the stage at WrestleMania because apparently it's going to be <laughs> like apparently it's going to be an actual boat. So why not have like, a spot from that? That would be an amazing awesome. shot. Off the, what's it called? The crow's nest, right? Off the, off the top of the ship, through the poop deck, and yeah. into the, to the, below, the, like the bridge below, whatever it's called. It's going to be, oh man. Well, Kevin I think we're going to have crazy. to call Sean Crow to make sure we, WWE is able to pass that, right? Right, exactly. It's, it's definitely trademarked. Crow's nest, 2021. Cease and desist. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. But yeah, so, so there we go. We're both hoping for a Kevin Owens victory yep. and an amazing high spot somewhere off of a pirate ship. Exactly. Let's get on over to the Got Intercontinental it. Championship match. First of all, what the hell is a Nigerian drum fight? You, you tell me, Clint. Does it, <laughs> is, it, is it wrong of me for when I hear Nigerian drum fight? I know Nigeria and Wakanda are going to play, yeah. but I just want to, Wakanda forever. That's all I want like, to I say. I feel like Vince McMahon watched I think, I think, the Black Panther for the first time, and that's how they came up with this match. Right, he's only four or five years late, right? No, classic Vince there. But I'm surprised well, it's four or five at, years, right? You know? <laughs> right. Let, let me ask you, Clint. To me, Nigerian uh, drum fight or whatever. To me, that just is a street fight with a couple of drums uh, yeah. around the ring. Well, what, what do you think, legitimately? What kind of match are we going to get here? I would love it for for it to be like a raw underground match, but with people just banging drums all over the place. That'd be a really cool aesthetic in and of itself. But I'm certain it's going to be a lot like a Symphony of Destruction match where it's like, oh, hey, we got all these drums, and it's all going to be the drums left over from when Sting wrestled at WrestleMania 31. <laughs> They're going to use those, and we're going to go ahead and sit there, and it's like, what is going on here? And it's like, why why did they do this? They could have just had this be like a no disqualification, just street fight with different like Nigerian weapons would have been really cool too. I think that there's a lot, there's a lot better way they could have handled this, but you know what? It is what it is. Can't complain about it. I think... Apollo Crews wins the match and becomes the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, I agree with you. We're going to have to WrestleMania. Not exactly the most popular uh, or common thing to happen at WrestleMania, but I think we're going to have a heel victory here. Apollo, to me, this is some of the best work, the best work I've ever seen Apollo Crews do. I mean, from NXT to now, yeah, he's had some decent spots and runs here and there. But to me, this right here, this really complaint I have about Apollo's his new character is, is sometimes the accent does get away from him. When it does, he sounds kind of silly. It makes me giggle. But but hey, he'll get better with time on that. Uh, it's got to be Apollo Cruz here. And another reason I think Apollo can win this one or will win this one is because a loss for Big E at WrestleMania's Intercontinental Championship to me that's not. It doesn't really damage him that 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 much, especially in a Nigerian drum fight or whatever. It's Apollo's match. It's it's his thing for Big E to come into Apollo's match and win. That would bury Apollo to you know I don't want to say unsavable level, yeah. but it would be bad for Apollo Cruz to lose his own fight. So I think Big E can take the loss here to lose the belt. But he'll come back strong. He'll be fine. And Apollo Cruz can bump up the card now and be a solid top of the mid card guy. So I agree with you, Clint. We got Apollo Cruz for the win here. What do you know? We're, we're, we spend so much time apart. We're starting to agree with one another. We're starting to kind of be on that same wavelength once again. Let's flip oh, on man. over to <laughs> the Fiend Bray Wyatt's match against Randy Orton. First things first. Is this going to be a cinematic match? Okay, I think. 
you are going to get a 50-50 or as close to 50-50 split between a cinematic match and a live match as possible. I think the match starts in the ring. I think we get an amazing entrance from The Fiend. I think it's going to be it's going to be over the top. It's going to be wild. It's going to be awesome. We, they won't deprive the live crowd or the live audience of a Fiend entrance at WrestleMania. So I think we're going to get that. I think the match starts in the ring, however long it goes there. Somehow they brawl outside the ring and up the ramp or, or wherever. They get to backstage is my point. Whether Alexa Bliss draws them back there, whatever the case is, they end up backstage and we get one of those just incredible WWE production cuts that are super hard to notice. And we go from you know live action to pre-take action where you can get some really spooky and creepy stuff happening backstage. You can get a cinematic match out of it. And then for the finish of the match, we come back out, we get them back in the ring, we go back yeah. live. And however the match finishes, I think we have a live finish in the match. And so I think we're going to get somewhat cinematic, somewhat live, just because those entrances, you cannot deprive that live crowd of a fiend entrance. you got to have it. I'm going to break your heart, but also mend it with this booking that I've come up with for this match. So Randy Orton Orton makes his entrance. Instead of The Fiend, it's Alexa Bliss making your way to the ring. I like what you said there, but now Alexa's bringing over Randy Orton to The Fiend. They cut. Uh, You go to a Firefly Funhouse match. You see the same similar kind of mind games all throughout this cinematic match. But at one point, somebody comes out of the void. And if you watched the Ellen show the other day, a certain someone was in the void, still in the phantom zone. (laughs) John Cena comes back and saves the day and saves Randy Orton from the fiend. And we see Randy Orton walk out of Firefly Funhouse with his former rival, John Cena, and the and the and it ends like there's no real ending to the match, but they take care of the fiend in his own universe, and we see your man, John Cena, Randy Orton, arm in arm, and they ride off into the sunset together. <laughs> you flipped me. You convinced me, Clint. Uh, whatever I was going to say, I don't want to say it anymore. I, I want that idea. Let's do that. That is amazing. Uh, WWE, you can hire me anytime. Like, Yes, exactly. The check, the check's in the mail, Clint. The check is in the mail. Oh my God, I would love to see. I would love to see some sort of whenever we do see John Cena come back. It's inevitable. He will return, right? So when we do, I mean, see he's got him a streak to keep oh, up, Cody. It has. It, he has to somehow come out of the board, right? We can't just ignore the fact that he disappeared, and we literally can't see him. Like, <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, let me compose myself. Let me catch my breath. Try to try to give you. My actual opinion on this match. You threw a curveball there, Clint. That's not bad. All right. I just so, came up with that, like, so, just right there. That was perfect. No, that was great. That was great. I need a sip of water now, man. Uh, let's see. Here's how I think this match ends realistically. Uh, after exactly the whole build, I think eventually we go to uh cinematic portion. We come back live. I think when we come back live, whatever happens to Randy Orton, I don't know what it could be but it's going to be bad. And it's going to be bad to the level of how the fiend disappeared and was off TV for months and months after TLC all the way up to the Royal rumble. Right. I think we get something very, very similar to that happening to Randy Orton. Whatever the fiend does to Randy Orton is going to put Randy Orton off of TV for a long time. I think their feud finally ends at WrestleMania. Don't get me wrong. Their stuff back and forth hasn't necessarily been bad. I've enjoyed it, but it's time for it to end. I think it ends at WrestleMania. The fiend is going to put Randy Orton off of TV for quite a few months, in my opinion. And personally, that's what I would love to see happen as well. So I think that's going to happen. I would love to see that happen. I'm pulling for crispy fry fiend. I'm kind of pulling for him as well. I mean, in terms of the real reality of what's going to wind up happening, it'll be a fine match, and I think The Fiend is going to win. I would love to see my hypothetical universe play out, and if it does, I'm suing Vince McMahon because I want my money (laughs) because that is my idea, Vince. That is my intellectual property that I put out on the Cajun Strong Style podcast. You can't rip this. this Hurry up and get it posted. (laughs) Yeah, this this is my idea, not your idea, Vince. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. What do we got next? Where are we going now? We've got two matches left on the card. Let's go ahead and get it going with the Raw Women's Championship match. Asuka taking on Rhea Ripley was originally apparently supposed to be Charlotte Flair, which, honestly, I'm kind of glad it's not. I, I'm, I'm 
I'm cool with Rhea Ripley being in it. Obviously, some of the stuff that went on backstage, apparently, according to Andrade or whatever he's calling himself these days, that right. stuff, all, all the stuff about him, uh, apparently they thought that she was pregnant just based off of uh, some, I guess, blood work. It was very yeah, weird. Yeah, kind of weird test. Yeah, I, I that that that's a that's a strange one to me. That you know you can to me to tell someone that they're pregnant, you got to be sure. That's just my opinion. Look, I'm not a doctor. I don't know nothing. But if you're telling somebody, oh, you can't wrestle, you're pregnant or whatever, to me, you should be really sure before you yeah. start, you know, throwing stuff around like that. Well, you think like they would like the wrestler would know first, right? You would you would think, I mean, like I said, I, what do I know? But you would think, you would. <laughs> like, I, I'm just saying, it, it just feels like that's the route it would go. But who you got winning this one? I, I'm looking forward to it. For me, I'm going with Rhea Ripley. I mean, I think we need a heel champ, and Asuka could wind up chasing for a bit. Yeah, it's interesting. Rhea Ripley, it's going to be a weird uh, uh, atmosphere during that match because, yeah, 100%, you are correct. Rhea Ripley is definitely the heel. In this match, I don't think the crowd's going to treat her like that. You know what I mean? I think yeah. the 45,000 or however it is strong at Raymond James Stadium is going to cheer mightily for uh, Rhea Ripley. So it's going to be, she's definitely playing the heel role, but she's going to be cheered. So that'll be strange in itself. Um, Rhea Ripley goes over here. I think Rhea Ripley wins. I think we get a new champ. And I think not only does she deserve it, but I think this should also be pointed out that um, last year, Rhea Ripley also should have won her match at WrestleMania. Charlotte Flair won that match. Asuka's not going to do that to Rhea Ripley. Asuka, she knows what's best for business, and Asuka is going to have Rhea Ripley go over. And to me, that just shows you how great Asuka is on top of everything. She knows the right thing to do. And to me, Rhea Ripley wins here. And uh, I don't want to say Rhea Ripley wins dominantly, but I think, you know, not Brock Lesnar, John Cena level of squash match, but I think it's going to be one of those, like, holy crap, like, did y'all just see that? That took like three minutes, and I mean, I'm talking about dominant stuff from Rhea Ripley against Oscar. That's what I think. I'm kind of that same way. I think that's exactly how this is going to go. It'll be a very competitive match. I think Rhea Ripley does win. But here's the thing: you're saying it's like it's the right thing to do at the end of the day, with, and Oscar's going to do that. Well, it, they call it Charlotte must pose, not Oscar must pose. Yes. Yeah. How could I, how could I forget, Clint? Oh, so Hogan so must pose. Oh, also, the Omni Flare, right? Also, let, let's like let's go to that. Like, I'm bringing up Hogan. What do you think about Hogan and Titus O'Neil being the host of WrestleMania? I mean, it's a, it's it. Look, don't don't let WWE um, insult you and and make and let them think that they're smarter than you. Um, Titus O'Neil might be the best person in the world. Like, he kisses his son on the lips. I know, whatever. Get over it. Tom Brady <laughs> does the same he, thing. He, he might he might just be the best person in the world. You know what I mean? The nicest guy, the best guy. Um, yeah, he is a black guy, right? Obviously. Just because you put one of the best human beings in the world next to I mean, Hulk Hogan. I they just gave Hogan him the Warrior Award. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't make Hulk Hogan a nice person. It's like, did you see that Seth Rollins interview he did? I don't know exactly who yeah. he did it with. I think the, it was about uh, Ryan Satan. And they, yeah, they asked him about Hogan. And Seth Rollins himself said that uh, Hulk Hogan has always been nice to me. You know, he's never done anything wrong. He's always been super nice to me. But that doesn't mean he's a good person. And I'm trying to say exactly what Seth yeah. Rollins is saying. You could put Hulk Hogan next to Titus O'Neil, who is an amazing guy. But that doesn't take away what Hulk Hogan did. Um, I won't cheer when Hogan comes out. I'll probably just laugh because it's one of those things. What can we do about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to not watch the show because Hogan's there. So if that's on me, that's on me. But, yeah. I, you know, I, if Hogan never came back on TV, I'd be okay. No, exactly. Like, why do we need to see him in there? I mean, you could have, like, Bailey. Bailey's not on the card. You could have Bailey host WrestleMania. Come on now. Oh, Bailey and Titus, that would, oh, oh, wow, I, I never... Well, no, I'm just saying, that, like, that maybe even just, just Bailey itself, like, just Bailey. Right, and again, this is nothing, I don't, I don't know, I'm just saying what yeah. I feel. Anybody's having some kind of personal issues or something, that's why she's not on the main call. I don't know exactly what I read, but... Is she crying in the hotel room again? <laughs> no, but from what I was reading, if you want to believe the rumor in any window, yeah. something's going on in Bailey's personal life. That, that is because she's on the car. I, I don't know, but that would have been awesome to have her host WrestleMania. That's a good shout. I didn't even think of that. 
All right, let's wrap it up with the Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns, the big dog, the head of the table. We're recognizing him as the head of the table. And he's taking on Edge and Daniel Bryan. He is my tribal chief. He's all of our tribal chief in this world. You're right. You're right. He he has he takes higher precedence than the president in my mind. He does. He does. He's the head of the presidential table. Like forget forget Rock what like whatever year they're filming Young Rock in. Roman right. Reigns is my president, then, now, forever. He's my head of the table. Absolutely, and I couldn't agree more. We're safe. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one because it, it's just you're conflicted for a lot of different reasons. Obviously, the Edge comeback story and him becoming like a full-blown just maniac and just want to beat the hell out of both these guys, the Daniel Bryan right. story, Roman Reigns on the absolute best run of his career, bar none. Like, I'm telling you. I am. It's probably the most conflicted thing to pick either or, or it's like picking Roman Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan. I think we're going to see Edge be the champ, pinning Bryan, so we'll get that feud for a nice month or so leading into like kind of that summer doldrum. Right, right. Man, this, you hit the nail on the head. This is a tough one. Uh, and, and again, that's credit to WWE for building up. Uh, this is probably the best built match. Maybe Fiend Orton, maybe, but uh, it's either Fiend Orton or this match here. To me, is the best build going into WrestleMania. Uh, I, I also think about WrestleMania 30 and what they're going to do. Are they trying to maybe recreate that moment here? Do you think he could possibly go? It's really tough. Um, Edge now, he's a heel. He's the rated R superstar. He's back to being the guy that I hated so much. As like a young kid growing up, John Cena being my favorite wrestler, and the Edge, Edge just always being there, foiling John Cena's plans. So I, it's hard for me to, I don't know. This is a tough one, Clint. But uh, I, I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan. I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan. I just think we're going to have. We've got. We talked today. All these different matches we picked. I don't think we picked one uh, face to win. A belt. We picked some faces to win some matches, Kevin Owens and things like that. But we never picked a face to win a belt. I think so far we've got all heels winning the belt. So this is the match. This one on night two. The main event. Send the crowd home happy. Daniel Bryan, the Universal Champion. What do you think? I'd love for a happy ending, but sometimes I feel like this is one of those chances to where you can have the heel go over. And I mean, even edge to a certain extent, I feel like he's not a heel. He's more of a, a justified guy. Cause it's like, he's not beating up Daniel Bryan. Like whenever he beat up Daniel Bryan during the fast lane match, he didn't beat him up. So because of the fact he didn't like him, no, this, it was the fact that he got hit. Mind you, it was definitely more of an inadvertent type thing, but live in the, in the heat of the moment, it happens. And he's just snapped. Right. Like, I think once Edge wins the title, eventually we could see more of the Edge we were going to see after the greatest wrestling match of all time, which turned out to only be the third best <laughs> according to WWE.com. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's the yeah, best part yeah, of that. It's like way, no matter how no matter how this match ends, I think this right here, this is it's gonna be one of those that you're gonna be glued to the TV. It's gonna have so many false finishes. It's gonna have so many two counts and crazy things. It's it's going to be a WrestleMania match for the ages. Call it now. Mark it down. I can't wait for it, man. It's it's so great. One, to talk to you, and two, just to kind of look ahead. To, I mean, this is the first ever Cajun Strong Style WrestleMania week, and it's like partway through it, I'm like, am I really going to do a podcast each and every day this week? How much of a slog is that going to be? But no, like it's flown by and having great conversations with you and Alan, I mean, remember how great it was to have the 20 by 20 progress podcast drop typically on a Wednesday and we'd be having so much fun. And we, mind you, it's a lot, a lot less cursing. I think this go around. Yeah. Yeah. See, you see, I didn't, I, I, I did that on purpose. I, didn't I appreciate that. that. Time. Yeah. I, but I, I just kind of assumed I figured, you know, it's not, it's not the 20 by 20 anymore. It's, you know, it's your ship. Now you're driving and I'll play by your rules. Yeah. I, pre- I appreciate you playing by the rules. Cody, thank you so much for coming on, my man. We'll talk to you hopefully down the road. And, of course, enjoy WrestleMania weekend. Hopefully, once this whole COVID thing lets up and we see pro wrestling be back and better than ever inside the boot, we can meet up at any wrestling show and have a good time. 
that's the plan, dude. As soon as you hear one pop up or as soon as I see it and it starts rolling back through, I'll get messaged up with you, man, and we will definitely link up and do that. This was a blast, Clint. Uh, I appreciate you thinking about me, hitting me up, and uh, let me come on here and chat with you, man. Uh, anytime you need anything, you know how to get in touch with me, man. Thank you very, very much. Oh, dude, love you, man. hell yeah. Love you too, brother. Take it easy. Cody shoots everybody. And that's going to be about doing it for this edition of the Cajun Strong Style Podcast. Back tomorrow with AEW Dynamite. We're nearing the end of the week, people. But WrestleMania will not for anybody. At least it's just my opinion. And now for your feature presentation.